You are listening to You Heard It Here Second. New episodes are released on DerekAndSteve.com and on iTunes as well. Just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. And, I mean, I have Clemson winning it all. You have Oklahoma winning it all. Derek and Steve present... We have a bachelor baby! <laughs> this is This was his final choice after he broke up with the other woman. This is his second final choice, correct? Yeah. <laughs> Would it suck to be a bachelor baby? Like, yes. It would suck, right? Yes. There's like a bunch of smart people basically saying cats are liquids. You heard it here second. Hello and welcome to episode number 121 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is happening? Derek, a lot is happening and a lot has happened since the yeah. last time we podcast. Yeah. Sure um, has. This is. Is this officially the first podcast of the new year? It, it officially is the first podcast of the new year, and I actually couldn't remember off the top of my head if it was while preparing for this, but then I had to go back and saw that our last episode was called Merry Christmas, and that's when I <laughs> yeah. confirmed that. So, <laughs> Yeah, so two weeks into 2019, and our first podcast is underway. I've got a feeling it's going to be a good year for our podcast. I think so, too. I think so, too. It might not be the volume that we had in like 2017 and 2018. Yeah. But I think the quality. We were, is we were riding a hot streak in 2017. 2017 was, a hot year for us. was probably yeah. a real high volume year. Yeah. For sure. 2018, <laughs> not our best year. <laughs> 2019, I've got a good feeling about I, it. I definitely agree. So, yeah. uh, 121, first of 2019. Um, so we start, uh, I, I guess, uh, do you have anything? I guess we're going to jump straight into sports here, right? Or unless you have anything you want to kick off before we get into our two halves? Um, no, just hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy New Year, New Year to all our listeners. Yeah, yeah, New Year, New You uh, for all of you out there. Time to yeah. time to crank new year, up your same, resolutions. Yeah, New Year, same podcast. That's <laughs> that's for sure. There will be no changes. That is true. Not one change. Um, yeah. So, without further ado, let's go into section number one, which is sports. The Monster Jam. All right, so sports. Um, we'll start here with breaking news, at least uh, fairly breaking with respect to when we record the podcast. Um, and this is a topic we talked a little bit about in our last episode of 2018 uh, leading into the college football playoff. But Kyler Murray, um, Heisman Trophy winner, Oklahoma quarterback, uh, declares for the NFL draft, which is, I think, in a lot of ways surprising to people. What is your first reaction to Kyler Murray, who, by the way, I believe was drafted eighth overall in the MLB draft? Um, declaring for the NFL draft. Yeah, this is a great topic for us because everyone has hot takes about it. There are, <laughs> and you, and you, it is impossible to be wrong until yeah, something true. happens. So any take you have about Kyler Murray is correct and totally plausible until he's either good or bad in the NFL or good or bad in the MLB. Right. Um, so the good news is he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Played on one of the best teams this year. Super stud athlete. Will get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, and probably play significant first-year minutes, if not mm-hmm. be a starter somewhere. Right. Um, the bad news is he's really short. Quote-unquote short. He's 5'9", mm-hmm. like 195. Um, he's way better at baseball is what people say, even though he's a freak at football. Um, so I, I kind of... I lean towards he probably should have stayed playing baseball just because it's better for smaller people. Mm-hmm. You can have a longer career if you're smaller, uh, if you're quicker. Uh, the money in baseball is huge if you break through, yeah. and it seems like he would. Um, so 
I lean towards he should have probably went to the MLB draft. But I do know, or he would have, he should have just gone straight to the MLB after being drafted by the Athletics. Right, right, but right. I, do, I do know that you are a huge Kyler Murray guy. So, and because I had to listen to the last podcast where you <laughs> talked about him, so I yeah, want to hear so, your hot take on Kyler. Yeah. So I'm I. I've been a big Kyler Murray guy this year. I'll say I'm not. I haven't really followed. I didn't really follow him much before this year. But I was a huge fan of him at Oklahoma, watching him play. Obviously, you know, going into the college football playoff, I was picking Oklahoma. I thought they had a good chance. They obviously, you know, we'll talk about the college football playoff later. But they obviously kind of fell apart in the first half of their playoff game. But Kyler Murray was still extremely explosive and exciting in that game. Um, but you're right about all those points of you know he's five foot nine, 190 pounds or whatever. Which would be, I mean, again, is not is not small for in most cases, but for NFL quarterbacks, it's it's very small as far as like the you know pe- people talk about Russell Wilson and guys like that being like five eleven six feet and that being too small, you know. So well, he's, speak, speaking of that, quick quick uh, pop quiz, you yeah. may have seen this stat, but who is the only NFL quarterback to win a game listed at under five ten since nineteen seventy? The only quarterback to win a to game. Win a game. I mean, I guess is, is is that Russell Wilson? Is he five eleven? No, he's five eleven. Under five ten. Oh, under five. Okay, under five ten. Oh, um, I'm gonna guess Doug Flutie. That's correct. Doug Flutie. All right. Flutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So I mean, and that kind of goes to show you. And even Flutie didn't really have the best NFL career. So there's not a big sample size of guys that succeed at this size uh, as an NFL quarterback. Um, you know, so I, I don't know what I don't know if my take is very hot on this on this subject, but I. I think I'm I'm kind of against him declaring for the NFL draft. I, he's a real exciting player, obviously, but for me, like I don't know. I'm thinking about this from the standpoint of who's going to get really disappointed in Kyler Murray because someone will, right? I mean, like like if an NFL team drafts this guy and he tries to play quarterback and he's like, I, I'm gonna I'm going back to baseball or to the athletics, or if he does go to the NFL and he is serviceable enough to start on a regular basis or, or anything like that then the athletics lose their number eight overall pick. So uh, I, I, I appreciate him pursuing both of these talents that he has. Um, but I, I just feel a little weird about it. I think because I just, uh, it feels like it's a flash in the pan for him. Football wise, it feels like the path has been baseball and this season kind of just totally flipped that on its head. And now he's pursuing something that maybe yeah. isn't the smartest choice for him. So uh, side question are the days of the two sport athlete officially over? Like, like the Bo Jacksons, the Deion Sanders. Like, can he not play both well, sports? And that's another valid question, which I'm trying. I was trying to think through in my head, and I- I'm tempted to say, yeah, those days are over because I'm just thinking about the way it works now, and it's like with all the media attention that goes into everything, and like the off season workouts, and like contractual obligations, and everything is so complicated nowadays as far as this stuff goes. That like I don't know how that would work. Like like would an NFL team like you know paying? And I say this more on the NFL side than I think the baseball side, although it applies to both. Like, is a team going to make the investment for however much money into a player like this if he's going to go get like destroyed by two hundred fifty pound linebackers every Sunday? You know, like yeah. are the are the Athletics okay with that, or are you know is the are the Jacksonville Jaguars okay with? you know, their franchise quarterback, like facing 95 mile an hour fastballs from Justin Verlander every day. Like, I I don't know if these teams are okay with that and if that's really doable in this day and age. So I don't know. What do you think? 
Um, I would love to see it. Oh, me too. I mean, we, sure. we've kind of got the watered down versions recently with like Tim Tebow go yeah. like going from one to the other. Russell Wilson like staying quote unquote signed with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, but we haven't seen a true two sport athlete or at least a baseball football athlete for yeah probably thirty years. So yeah. it would be a really really cool if he could pull it off. I think you're right. I think there's too much at stake now. I think. Mm-hmm. There's probably some con- contractual obligations that say like either this or that. Yeah, right. Um, they're wor- like players are worth too much money to these these uh, franchises now, so I don't right. think it's worth right. it. Um, and, and, and yeah, and there there could in theory be a way around it, right? Like if if you you could make a contract that's like, all right, well this guy's going to make half what he should make, um, but we're going to let him play the other sport, you know, because he's not also going to make like twenty million for each team. Like that's kind of unrealistic too. So yeah, um, so yeah, that that could be a way around it, but yeah. it's, it's tough. Anyway, it'll be exciting to follow. I mean, it's he just declared for the draft, so we mm-hmm. still have a long way to go until he actually gets drafted. Yeah. Um, and even then, I think I heard he's got like at least up to a year to change his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a the beginning of a long saga with Kyler Murray, but it was just surprising today to yeah. hear that he he officially declared to be in the draft. Yeah. And my thought is he might be throwing his hat in the ring, and like you know, I would be really surprised if he gets picked in the first or second round as, as explosive as he is just with the uncertainty of this for an NFL team, you really can't afford to just like totally miss a first or second round pick. If you're going to have a winning football team, you know, it's like, so I think there's a lot of risk there for a team, you know, picking him. And I, for that reason, I feel like he's a somewhere in the third to fifth round, he gets taken and then decides what he wants to pursue. That's my, that's my gut feeling. I mean, like Russell Wilson was a third round pick too, I think. Um, So that's kind of where I would see that, but we'll see. We will see. And now on to the NFL. NFL. One of my favorite topics of the week is uh, this Tom (laughs) Tom Brady news. But we'll quickly, um, I'll quickly touch on the games that we have coming up. So, of course, Patriots, Chiefs, and Saints, Rams. Yep. Um, In in just in general, in my opinion, probably the two best matchups that we could ask for in the entire season. Yeah. Like there's no four. There's no other team that I would sub in for those four right now. I agree. These are the, and, and you say that, and it's true because during the season, I think the two most highly touted games going into those games even were these two matchups during the season. And they both panned out to be extremely um, entertaining games. Now, actually, I, I kind of, I'll slightly backtrack that because the Chiefs also played the Rams, which was that crazy 54 51 game. Yeah, that's um, great. But these matchups both already happened this season, were both exciting games, and both were. You know, touted as potential conference championship previews. So I think you're right that these are two of the basically the two most hyped matchups we could have gotten. And I, you know, I think that for a neutral fan, this is probably the best Final Four you could ask for as far as uh, the team matchups and just like the storylines and everything that goes with it. So I, yeah. I, I think it's good for the for the objective football fan. This Final Four is a good one. So we'll kick it off with Patriots Chiefs, and I want to. This is my favorite. <laughs> Quote, and I want to hear your take on this. I wrote it down in the template. So let me finish it. (laughs) Tom Brady, after demolishing the Chargers, who who everyone kind of knew were were sort of fraudulent. They're they're not the greatest team, probably the worst of the players uh, teams in the playoff. Tom Brady, after crushing the Chargers in a post game interview, says word for word, "Everyone thinks we suck and can't win any games." And I'll let you play the clip. Here's the clip. In Arrowhead, what can we expect from that one? It'll be a good game. They're a good team, and uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know. You know, everyone thinks we suck, and <laughs> you know, can't win any games. So we'll see. It'll be fun. So Tom Brady 
says that everyone thinks we suck and can't win any games. And I know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's talking about you, Derek. Not you specifically, but (laughs) Patriots fans, Patriots media. Every year they go through this, are the Pats done? Is Brady done? Oh, Josh Gordon's out. Oh, this or that and that. Can they do it? And they always do it. But (laughs) there's not... That, that is a small slice of the NFL yes. fan base. Every other person watching this game thinks the Patriots will find a way to do it no matter what. Right. Like, uh, there's no so, one in the world besides Patriots fans who <laughs> thinks the Pats suck, which is crazy to me. Yeah. So, this, um, so yeah, you basically have summarized, you know, what my stance on this is as well. So, I think, A, um, uh, one thing I will say that you probably, obviously are aware of, but have picked up on a little bit less than in the, you may have in the past is that locally it has been worse this year than other years. Like the, locally it's been like, unlike anything I've seen before, like normally locally you at least have the crowd of like, Oh, in Bill and Brady, we trust no matter what. Right. Like you normally at least have that here. Yeah. You don't even have that here this year. Like, like ev- the people around here for whatever reason, like have the very common, like, I can't believe we were the two seed. We suck type of thing, you know? So, so, so I will say that's a part of it, but again, that doesn't really appeal nationally when you make a quote like this. Um, I think that it's going at the people you said, the local media, local fans. Uh, it's also going after the national big talking heads. Sorry. Oh yeah. I did see that big idiotic talking heads. Like Stephen, Stephen Stephen A A and Max Kellerman and Shannon Sharp and those guys. So so those guys are, those guys are paid to to stir the pot for sure. For sure. So I think like you're saying, circling back to what you're saying, if you're capturing the overall football fan nationally, their opinion, obviously nobody thinks that the Patriots suck and that they can't win any games. Um, I was like, God, that's everyone's (laughs) dream. They they don't, they don't think that they, they have like daydreams and, and, (laughs) <laughs> they fantasize about it year after year that the Pats will suck. Yeah, and so and it yeah. never happens. <laughs> it's true. Now, uh, going to one thing, I'll add about this quote, um, and I would be lying if I said I didn't think this was a part of it. I genuinely do think that this is also an angle by Brady because Brady has been probably inside. He has been dying for years to play the underdog card. I feel like, like true, he has not had that since you know that's that's how he came up. You know, that's how he started in this league was the underdog card. And um, he has never a, he has never been able to play that card pretty true. much. True, and he's he's kind of a weirdo too. No offense, no, but like yeah. he's a strange guy. So I can see him pushing like you know what people are <laughs> counting us out. Like he he's the guy who wants to make that really awkward speech that's almost out of a movie. Yeah, like I feel like he <laughs> wants that so bad. And but he, you're right, he's just been they've been so good, so he doesn't really have yeah, to make that speech. He, he really there's been so few times that the Patriots are playoff underdogs, you know, in the last however many years. And so I think that's a part of it too is that I think he wanted like he he set his mind as soon as that game's over, I think he's setting his mind on like well, and, and you know, in fairness, the Chiefs are favored this week. So so it is the Patriots are a slight underdog like that, but you know, not really to the point where you can play the underdog card. I yeah. think that that's a goal of his is to play that card because I feel like he, you know, wants to use that as the bulletin board material, the locker room stuff. Like I, so I think that's a part of it too. Ultimately, most people like you can see through this and, and understand yeah. this is not, um, that he's not really fooling anyone with this, but I got physically um, <laughs> upset when he said, everyone thinks we suck. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. When I saw like, I, I like, 
I I think my brother was my brother was with me and he played that audio clip on his phone and I was like, what is that? Like, when is that? Yeah. When is that from? And he was like, after the game today. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. Like, and so, you know, I was a little bit. I was. I thought that was odd as well. But then I think the more I think about it, I I like I said, I do think the local difference this year is a big part of that because like mm-hmm. it's it's been like on on the radio stations and everything around here more than normal this year. I would say so. Gotcha. Either way. Um, the long story short, you know, the Patriots are slight underdogs this week. Uh, what's your initial take on the game? I know you kind of just talked around it a little bit, but um, and it's at Arrowhead. Correct? It's at Arrowhead, that, which is a really significant factor. I mean, it, I it's think a very is, difficult place to win. I think that's the factor. Yeah. I mean, the, the Patriots they showed some stat haven't lost a home playoff game in like ten straight games. Yeah, it's crazy. They have the Patriots haven't lost a game at home this year. Right. Um, I think the only way that the Chiefs win is if it's at Arrowhead, and it does happen to be at Arrowhead. So. I mean, I'm I'm gonna pick the Chiefs because I know you're gonna pick the Patriots. Cause you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but I honestly think that the the Chiefs have what it takes to beat the pet the Pats. They can they can stick with them on defense if they have to, but they can also win a shootout against the Patriots if they have to. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure which which Chiefs we're gonna see, but I think they have the opportunity to beat them in either style of game, which is more than we can say about basically any other team in the NFL. Yeah. So I'm um, picking the Chiefs as the best chance to beat the Pats. Oh, yeah. So for sure, I think the Chiefs are the most dangerous team against to the Pats for sure. I think that uh, – so I, the only area I disagree is that I – personally, I don't think the Chiefs can win a defensive battle against the Pats. I think that the Chiefs well, this think, year, I think they, it needs to be a shootout, I think, for them to win. Like Mahomes needs three, four touchdowns. I, I think it needs to be fairly high scoring yeah. well, for I them think, to win. My, so, yeah, I agree. The Chiefs' defense hasn't been as good. But I mean, like – They've got the mix. They, they can mix it up. Like yeah, the the yeah, way yeah. you get to Brady is by rattling him. Right. Um, right so the right. Chiefs don't have right. these like lockdown corners and really good linebackers, but they blitz a lot. They have cornerbacks who who are basically ball hawks trying to yeah, get interceptions. Yeah. Um, they have a good D line. So I think I think they have the formula. I know we've talked about it. Like they don't have the best defense, but they have right. whatever defensive right, right, formula right. is needed. Yeah. Um. But I mean, and I'm I'm just gonna say it here on the podcast. I'm actively rooting for the Chiefs oh, this year. I have I know, to. I, I completely under like so, and I've probably mentioned this to other people before. First of all, I never really take at this point. I never take offense to somebody rooting against the Patriots. I would for sure be rooting against the Patriots if I was not a Patriots fan. But good. Um, but this is this is even more so because I think the Chiefs are a really likable team. I, yeah. I mean, for the most part, like you know, you're, there's some questionable characters on that team, mm-hmm. uh, morale wise. But you know, even like you know, Kareem Hunt situation, they cut him immediately. Like you have to respect a team for doing things like that, even in the midst yeah. of like an 11 and 0 season or whatever they were. Um, you have Mahomes, who's obviously right now skyrocketed as far as the most likable player in the league or, or one of them. Um, I think that um, when it comes to the, the matchups, like you said, I think that their, uh, their offense. So they again, their defense, I have questions about, but I think that you're right that they can, they can be the right type of mixture to, to get some effectiveness against the Patriots. I think what you have to look at if you're a Patriots fan, as far as what you want to be nervous about is that the, the, the chiefs have played the Patriots the last two seasons both of them in Gillette, which is the hard place to win if you're if you're if you're the Patriots fan, and they scored 42 points last year and beat them on opening night. If everybody remembers that, and this year they scored 40 points and lost to 43 to 40 in a shootout. But the Chiefs have shown absolutely no inability to put up points on this Patriots defense in the last two yeah. years. So 
if that happens again in Arrowhead and the crowd is is energized in a shootout type game, that's real bad news for the Patriots because that place is so ridiculously loud and like you don't have the game changing receiver that like does not need communication. If you know what I yeah. mean? Like I think the Patriots offense is obviously still extremely good when they're clicking, but if they can't communicate and Brady can't make adjustments at the line because of how loud it is and like all that stuff is a huge, huge factor in this game. So, yeah. um, so I think it's going to be a very difficult game to win. I do think they can win. I mean, I think the, one of the reasons I'm, I'm high on the Patriots for this week is that I think their secondaries looked outstanding the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it needs to be against a team like the chiefs. And then ultimately it comes down to, I, I, I do have a tough time putting my faith in Andy Reid against Bill Belichick in this situation is the other part of it. Um, but again, there's so much athleticism and talent on that chief side of the ball that it's going to be an outstanding game, I think. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, definitely the toughest test that the Patriots will face. Um, we're in, we're in for a treat. That's yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, do you know the time of that game? That one's at six forty. So the NFC championship game is at three and the AFC is at six forty. Okay. So, so, um, speaking of, so then the follow up game, we will spend less time on this, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. saints, saints, Rams, um, I am kind of split on this. I don't want the Saints to win because uh, they're in my division. They're in the Bucks division. Um, yep. And I don't want the Rams to win because I'm kind of over the whole Sean McVay effect thing. I'm I'm a little I bit know. over it faster than I thought I would be. To Me be too. I, I And I loved them earlier this season. And now I'm like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> relax. Like, take a breather. They've had one and a half good years. Um, they've got two of the best players in football right now. It's not like they're... They're pull, pulling together scraps. Um, they've got the best offensive and defensive player, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to pick my winner here. I think the Rams win, um, but I think I'm rooting for the Saints, just so that the just so that the Falcons fans, because it's at it's at Mercedes Benz yeah, in Atlanta, yeah, the Super yeah, Bowl, true, true. have to watch the Saints go into their <laughs> stadium for the Super Bowl and, and that's true. <laughs> and maybe that's true. maybe win. If yeah. if you want if you hate the Falcons, then so I know this isn't going to flip you all the way, but if you really want to get to Falcons fans, then make them watch a Patriots Saints Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's the worst for the Falcons fans, but I know um, it's going to be great. But, but uh, <laughs> so I'm rooting for the Saints as well, um, which again is surprising to me because like literally six months ago, I probably would have said I want the Rams. The Rams are pro- I probably said at some point the Rams were my second favorite team because of the way they were built. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, I do want the Saints. I think, and I I think there's a couple reasons I want the Saints. The first is that, and I understand you're not liking the Saints because they're in your division. For me, my the Saints are my first pick if the Patriots are eliminated because I I would like Drew Brees to get another championship. Yeah, um, he's a good dude. I think that Drew Brees is the most criminally underrated quarterback maybe ever, at least of this generation. Like he he should be right. He he I mean, again, quick, I, w- quick, I wouldn't put him with Brady, but he should be right behind like he should be mentioned in those discussions. Go ahead. Quick quick digression just to add to that. Yep. Um, he's the most criminally underrated. Who's the most criminally overrated? Overrated. You know, Probably, you know the answer. He was in these playoffs too, right? I think it's it's yeah, gotta be Andrew Luck. I think it's Hasn't Andrew Luck. <laughs> he's he sucks. <laughs> um, right, Andrew continue. Luck was terrible. It was terrible in the, in the opening round, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, or sorry, the second round, but um, yeah. So so that's the reason I'm rooting for the Saints. I also you know would like to see a Brady Breeze matchup. I think it's one that's eluded the NFL for a long time is as good as those two guys have been. Um, the, the main reason I don't feel strongly is because unlike some other years, like I don't feel if, if the Patriots advance, I don't feel there's one team or the other out of these two. That's like particularly a juggernaut that I don't want to face. You know, they're, they're different. They're both very good, but they're kind of similar in, in the challenges that, that you'll, you'll be presented with. I think 
maybe if I'm picking the Rams have a better defensive line, I would say. Um, so that's why I would probably go uh, rooting for the Saints if I'm in my own interest there. But, yeah, so I think it, it should be a really good game. And I, I'm pulling for the Saints slightly, but I don't really feel too strongly about it. So Okay, so your final pick is Patriots-Saints. Patriots, Saints, yep. And my, of what you think is going to happen. And my final is Chiefs-Rams. So we have the exact oh, opposite. Oh, wow, perfect. So, we'll, yeah. yeah, we'll see We'll see how this pans yeah. out. Um, so moving along, quick college football notes. Uh, do you have anything else with the NFL? No, no, we're good. We're good. Big, cool. big weekend, so we'll – Hopefully, should be this a great will be games, fun. So. Uh, bummed I'm not in Boston for the Pats yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, college football. This is a, we're a few weeks behind on this, but I just want to hear your overarching themes of Clemson rolls over Alabama. Yeah, that was um, so. Awesome. What is so? What does this just mean generally? What does this mean for college football? Just give me give me some thoughts. Yeah, so not I, about the game. Yeah. Right, not about the game for college football. I mean, it's great that the juggernaut has fallen now twice in a couple of years or twice in four years or so or so for Alabama. I think it uh, I think I don't know if you saw all the postgame talk from Dabo and like the rest of the players like in the ceremony and things like that. But I think it's been a they kind of were overstating it a little bit like little old Clemson like if we can do it anyone can do it like that's I think that's a little aggressive like they're kind of there already like they're getting they have five star kids all over the field. But I I do think it, it relays the message that like I guess if I was taking one big takeaway that I would want people to have is that um, the, that all all the conferences are good and that and that the champion of each conference is worthy of having a shot to show what they can do in this stage. Because if you remember going into the playoff, and now, now I know a lot of people still picked Clemson to, to win and, and to advance at least, but a lot of people were criticizing that the ACC had a down year, that Clemson had a couple close games, like they almost lost to Syracuse. Like and people just write it off because they they think the ACC was bad, right? And I think yeah. I think this is an example of that beatdown of Alabama, who people previously thought, you know, Alabama's amazing and therefore Georgia's amazing. Georgia gets gets their butt whooped by Texas in a bowl game. Yeah, um, LSU therefore is also amazing. Like they almost lose to UCF with their backup quarterback. So I just think a game like this should really help to level set people again that no, there's not one conference that is just wildly more dominant than the rest of them like these, yeah, these are just, all good you, conferences you just happen to have the most dominant team, team. that right. that beats you so you right. assume that you're also as good <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly so I, that was going to be my takeaway too unless you've got more i'm just going to say that this should be a huge push for conferences in general um especially notre dame like screw you for not being oh, in a yeah. conference um and also ucf for joining a conference yeah, uh, or a, a yeah. Power Five conference because the 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 whole bowl season, the SEC kind of did did poorly, and the underperforming teams like the like you said, so and so like Clemson, I guess you can say was the mm-hmm. underdog, mm-hmm. or LSU playing UCF, like these teams that that shouldn't have won are definitely competing, and this old boys club thought of like the SEC is the best yeah yeah uh, division or, or best conference is just so antiquated and it's stupid and i hate it yeah i agree completely 100 percent. cool um Um, all right four quick coaching carousel pieces of news yep Uh, i'm just gonna ask you four in a row and you're gonna give me one sentence thought on them okay okay coaching carousel news we don't have a uh sound bite for it but we'll we'll just go doesn't happen very frequently no boston college loses scott leffler to bowling green um and the co-defensive coordinator uh anthony campanelli uh, to where'd he go? 
Uh, he went to Michigan. Uh, to Don Michigan, Brown's staff. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do we feel about those losses? My one sentence thought. Um, Scott, the loss of Scott Leffler. I'm interested to see what creativity comes from a new offensive coordinator. The loss of Anthony Campanile, I think, is we still have a defensive coordinator in Jim Reed, but I am very disappointed because I think uh, Campanile is the defensive backs coach. We have great defensive backs. Uh, everything I heard about him was good, so it's it's unfortunate to see him go to Michigan. Okay. Um, Boston College also hires former Bucks quarterback coach Mike Bajakian uh, as offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. How do we feel about that? So I feel optimistic about that, but I'm going to kind of let you do the sentence of this one because I don't know really much at all about this guy, and you do have a little bit of a tie to him. So why don't you give your sentence on this? Um, sure. So the he was the Bucks quarterback coach uh, when Jameis came into the league. Um, I know people are split on Jameis, but in terms of stats, he's had four incredible years in the NFL. Uh, through for over 4,000 4, yards a couple uh, years in a row. Um, he's young. He's liked by the players. I think it's a very good hire for a college program. I think All he's right. going to be well-respected and kind of be like an energy guy for BC. So nice. I'm, I'm into that. I like it. And creativity um, is important. Hopefully he's creative as an offensive coordinator. I hope so. Um the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hire Bruce Arians, Derek. How do you feel about that? All right. I don't want you to be offended by this, Steve, but I hate this. It's too late. I just I'm already offended. <laughs> I just hate this. Like, I, I, I just think that I, I, I'm just, you know, hopefully it works for them. I, I really do hope that it works out and that he's that he's good. But I just, the, these coaches have had opportunities in places and they've never been great. And I just don't know why you hire someone that's never been great with a bunch of opportunities to be great. Um, so I, I would rather give it to some of these young guys who have a chance to prove themselves. And I, I will curb it a little bit at saying not any young guy with a chance to prove himself because my thought <laughs> on the next point is kind of contrary to that. But I think that there's a lot of young, energized coaches that have not had a head coaching gig but have, but have worked their way up. And I think that they, those guys deserve more looks in some of these situations. So that's just my thought. I, you know, totally. I don't love it. Listen, I totally understand your thoughts, but you're completely wrong, and <laughs> this is a great hire for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is the most excited I've been, uh, mainly because we've went through a bunch of different phases in our life. Mm-hmm. We we've went, we did the Raheem Morris, the young, like creative, yeah, sure, sure. fun fun guy. Uh, we've done the uh, old veteran in Lovey Smith. We've done the uh, middle-aged, grizzled offensive coordinator in Cutter, and now we're finally to brute... Bruce Arians, who's just kind of a wacko. He's almost like uh, <laughs> um, Joe Madden of the NFL. Yeah, yeah actually, he, yeah, he, true. He, That's true. Um, and fun fact, they're actually buddies. I, I read an article that they're wow. friends, and so they get they bounce a lot of ideas off each other. Um, and I, I mean that. I think this is kind of what the Bucks need. We don't need a oh, we don't need an overhaul. We have an unbelievable yeah, 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 set yeah. of offensive weapons. We have a good young core on defense. Um, we just haven't been able to put it together, and I think. Arians has had some success. I, I understand he's he's had a lot of chances to do to, ha- to be great and hasn't mm-hmm. been great, but he has a winning record in the NFL. Um, all former players say he's amazing. Um, turned a couple cor- had a great couple years with really could have been mediocre quarterbacks. He turned Carson Palmer into a genius. Um, he had a couple years with Ben Roethlisberger, um, so he he really understands quarterback development, and that's kind of what we need. Um, and it's the people are excited in Tampa. So I appreciate your thoughts, Derek, but you're incorrect. <laughs> all right. So get on right. board. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, Cliff Kingsbury uh, makes the, and you in all caps wrote, absurd leap to the NFL <laughs> uh, to coach the Cardinals. So I mean, <laughs> what makes you, what makes you think this is so absurd? All right. This is what makes me think this is so absurd. Um, 
Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach at Texas Tech University. Okay? With Patrick Mahomes. With Patrick Mahomes. Do you know what his record was with Patrick Mahomes? His no, final season? His record was 6-7, and seven, including 3-6 and six in the Big 12. With Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Yeah. And he was subsequently fired in the 2018 season. And so, I mean, but if he's, a, if he's an NFL head coaching talent, he probably landed a college coaching job with, like, Bama or something, right? Right. No, he was hired as the offensive coordinator at USC. So a demotion from head coach <laughs> to offensive coordinator at another Power 5 school. And then, Correct. And then before he coaches one game as USC's offensive coordinator, the Arizona Cardinals – Hire him as their head coach. So I have nothing. I, I don't know what to say to that situation. I, I am so, all for giving a young guy a chance, but generally a young guy who has earned it and, and had an upward trajectory, not a downward one. <laughs> yeah. So this is the picturesque definition of the McVeigh effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the listeners who don't know, the Rams head coach is this, what, he's like 30 years old. Yeah, he's, he's 30, like, which is actually good. crazy. He's like good looking dude. He like trims his beard. He's, he mem- he memorizes every play in the playbook, and he memorizes every play that's ever happened. He's ever ever coached. <laughs> he's just like this super weird, creative, like high energy guy. Um, and all of a sudden, he's had some success. So now the NFL is a copycat league. So you just have to find this young offensive guru to like be your next yeah, savant. Yeah. Um, and so the Cardinals are taking a <laughs> stab but, in the yeah. dark at Cliff Kingsbury. You, you see, here's and so. Here's the, the one thing I just want to add before we move on about that because it's a good comparison to Sean McVay, but at the same time, though, because I, I actually was curious, and I just pulled up McVay's kind of profile here just to check. I mean, so McVay started in 2010. He was an assistant coach, assistant tight ends coach for the Redskins, okay? He's in the NFL, at least, and he's an assistant coach for the Redskins. Then he was promoted to the, the, the head tight ends coach, positional group still. Then he was promoted to offensive coordinator, and he was there for a couple of years when Kirk Cousins was there and got paid, and like the Redskins made the playoffs and all that. And then, you know, 2016, they finished third in yards and, and 11th in points, and it's like, all right, he gets a head coach job. Like, at least to me, like he's in the NFL, he's working his way up in positions, and then eventually he, he gets a chance. I just, this thing is crazy to me that Cliff Kingsbury got hired yeah. as the NFL. I was like, I was like, BC should try to get him as their offensive coordinator. I like literally thought that for a second. Yeah. Like he's head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. It's crazy. Wow. So, uh, so that's it on the coaching carousel. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more, and there is more. I know the Jets got yeah. a new coach. The Dolphins are getting new coaches. Everyone's getting yep. new coaches. Dolphins are getting are... Uh, Brian Flores, who's a former BC guy and the Patriots defensive coordinator. So That's right. Uh, so there's a few more to come, um, but we'll, we'll touch on those a little later because yep. we're uh, kind of at the midway point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Last little piece, I want to make a quick note because he deserves it. Uh, in the tennis world, Andy Murray um, played for England, and, and the, he's a, he's born in Scotland. Uh, he's to retire after this season. Um, he's had a nagging hip injury for the past however many years, and he just can't perform at the highest level anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost in his first round at the Australian Open yesterday, so he's out on that one. So that's his last Australian Open. Um, but he played an un- – I just want to give props. He played an unbelievable career – uh, I, I read an article recently. I think it's on Deadspin if you want to look it up. It's called Andy Murray Was a Human Walking Among Gods. And it's so true because he played yeah. in the era of Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic. And Andy Murray still managed to muscle his way into three majors wins. Um, he muscled his way into number, I think he was number one at the world at some point. Um, he was certainly, he created a, the big three turned in the big four with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was able to win Wimbledon in front of his home country uh fans so right, right. I, I think that's a 
super cool thing to do. An American hasn't done it besides Serena Williams. An American male hasn't done it in a long time. Uh, and Andy Murray, for all the crap he gets for being kind of a hothead and a weirdo, um, he's a really, really good person. He has a good heart, um, and he fights for uh, the women to get as much pay as the men. He fights for them to get as much uh, recognition and, and airtime. Um, so shout out to Andy Murray. This will be his last professional tennis season. So if you're looking to watch any uh, tennis this year, keep an eye out for Andy Murray because it'll be the last time you see him. All righty, there you go. So Andy Murray calling it a career uh, in tennis. So anything else in sports before we move it on? That's it. Let's do pop culture, Derek. All righty, time for some pop culture. Alright, so uh, pop culture, we'll run through these fairly quickly. Um, Steve, you want to start us off with uh, what we have first here on the Taco on the Bell news. <laughs> uh, there's not really, there's not really uh, Taco Bell news, it's not very new, but uh, they have new commercials and they're adding some new stuff to the dollar menu. I just want to get your thoughts. Are you in or out on the new like Alice in Wonderland movie uh, quality commercials yeah, with weird so, background music? Um, I only you know what I'm talking about. I do, but I haven't really seen it like intently. I've kind of only seen them in passing, like without like sitting in my living room, like really being able to see it well. Um, my but my initial thought is that I was like in for like one or two, but I don't really think I want them all. Like I, I think I'm done with <laughs> yeah. them now. Um, I I have a feeling <laughs> because they're they're you can tell they've put a lot of effort into them. That it's going to be like it's going to be like a theme. It's like their new aesthetic. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And I just, I'm not here for it. <laughs> oh, okay, I, so you're I, against I, it. I mean, I'm for everything Taco Bell, but <laughs> <laughs> if if this is going to be a long-term uh, rollout or, or like a advertising marketing plan, mm-hmm. uh, I could do without it. But <laughs> if it was a if it was a movie, I would watch a oh, movie yeah, for sure. of that quality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, but yeah. it's my Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a little mini movie for you, though. So, you know. I guess. Works out. Anyway, <laughs> I just had to fit Taco Bell news in there uh, because we haven't had it in a long time. That is true. That's what it is. That is true. On to bigger and better news. Actually, the most important news of the Ever, year. Maybe. Yeah, Ever, yeah, maybe. Ever, okay, maybe. Of the year. Uh, Game of Thrones releases, releases an official date. April 14th. April 14th, 2019, the final season of Game of Thrones. And that, was, that came along with a new trailer. I don't know if you've seen it. I didn't see the trailer yet. No, I need to check it out. It not not much happens like you you imagine, but it yeah, has yeah. Jon Snow, Arya, and Sansa in the um, what are the, the crypt where they where they buried the yep. Starks? Yep. Um, and they see themselves as statues. Wow. And then the ice starts to come. Um, so that gives me two quick theories. All three of them are gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, second theory is the ice hits the crypt, and we have a White Walker, Ned Stark. Ooh, all right. Yes. Ned like Stark that. back from the dead. I like that. Yes. That's good. Now, I like carrying that. his head in his arms. Spoiler <laughs> alert if you haven't seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen anything from the beginning. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, – so I, I like that. I'll, I'll need to check that out and, and look into those theories as well. Um, the other notable thing that was pointed out to me about April 14th is that it is also the final day of the Masters. The final round of the Masters is that day. Ooh. So that is going to be crazy if we get like a good Masters and, and a good ending to the Masters of rolling that straight into a spring Sunday night Game of Thrones premiere that's wow. going to be like 90 minutes long probably or whatever it is. 
What a like, day. That's going to be great. So hopefully the weather's great. Maybe it'll be one of those like kind of early summer type feels in Boston. I know wow, it's going to be, I can't it's gonna be great where you are. but <laughs> Yeah. Wow, so, this yeah. is exciting. April 14th. Circle that date on your calendars. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big day for, Do for everyone. Do it. Do it. Um, last question. Did you like the Insta egg? I don't know what that is. What's the Insta egg? You don't know what the Insta egg no. is? No. Well, maybe I, do be, maybe I do be. I need a, I need my memory jogged or I haven't heard it as this term. What What is the Instagram egg? I, so I don't have an Instagram and I know about this. <laughs> well, what is um, it? Apparently, a picture of an egg has become the most liked. Oh, I, I have not seen this. <laughs> picture on Instagram of all time. Wow. Passing Kylie Jenner. And That's I looked crazy. at it and it's just, it literally is just, it's just a like a picture of an egg and it says, can we get this egg to the most liked Instagram picture of all time? Um, so you, so you have not liked the egg yet. I haven't liked the egg yet, but now I'm going to have to go find it and like it. Um, I guess I'd prefer you not like it to be honest. Okay, well, I'm, it's already broken the record. So I guess it's fine if I don't like it too. Actually make your own decision. You're your own man. <laughs> um, so I guess the question is, do I like it? I mean, I think yes. Like if this egg gets, got more likes than Kylie Jenner, I think that's funny. And I like that. So yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah. that's that's great. So, so I will like it. Like uh, I think that yeah, you know, they, she doesn't need to have the most Instagram likes record. She doesn't need that. I, I'm fine she, with this egg having it. The egg needs it. Yeah, well, it doesn't need it, but she doesn't need it either. So it's true. Um, you don't know if the egg. Maybe the egg needs it. The egg might need it. True. I, I don't know. Yeah. The egg might not even have that much money to be honest. So, like maybe he, maybe the egg is going to benefit from all the promotion of this post. So yeah, the egg is now famous. So <laughs> get on board, Derek. I I am on board. I'm on board. Um, last but not least in pop culture, um, the girl who dipped her chicken finger in soda at the U.S. Open is back. She's unfortunately, unfortunately. yes, yes, <laughs> she has made and and you brought this uh, to my attention. She made a ridiculous music video, and it's painful. Yeah, ridiculous it's painful. is painful. So, ridiculous is sometimes an overused word, but this it is this is ridiculous. Like the video, <laughs> like. This video is ridiculous. Um, yeah. So we'll play a short clip of it, basically in the beginning of it, right here. I was minding my business at the U.S. Open when ESPN caught me. I was dipping my chicken into my soda, and now they all think I'm a freak. Take the chicken with your right, take the soda with your left, and then you dip, 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 dip. Take the chicken with your right, take the soda with your left, and then you dip, 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 dip. So like. It's garbage. I, it's garbage. It's terrible. It makes me cringe. It, it makes like one of the top comments there is that it makes Rebecca Black sound like Mariah Carey, which Rebecca Black is the one who did, had this song Friday. And at least that like, song was better. That song was definitely better. And at least that song was like, like, like feigning trying to be good. Like this, this chicken finger girl is trying to milk her 10 minutes of fame or 15 minutes. So of fame. badly. And it's painful it's to so watch. Painful. She's so thirsty. It's it's terrible. It's this, so not and not just for the soda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I will state for the record: the only reason that we are talking about this is because we talked about Chicken Finger Girl in the first place. Yeah, that's the I only reason never, I even put this here. I and I totally I I th- thought the same thing. I was like, do we even should we even yeah. give this person the time of day? Yeah, because but we we did we, make a scene when she did it. At the and, and I thought and I thought that it was funny at the time. Like I thought that was funny. Like that in yeah. itself, that thing was funny. It was a little internet phenomenon for a little while. Yeah. That was great. And then like if. Ninety nine percent of the people that that happens yeah. to, they know to let it go. <laughs> yeah, if we can't have her at her worst, we can't have her at her best. <laughs> yeah. So we have to give her. We have to give her 
the attention of this stupid it's music true. video. That's true. Anyway, it's true. if you're it. listening, don't ever look it up. Don't ever watch yeah, it. Yeah, you heard enough. Ever hear you heard it, enough. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here second, and that's the only time you'll ever hear it. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else in pop culture? That's it. I think we had a great couple weeks in pop culture. I think so, great, too. Great year coming up. <laughs> I agree. Brings us into the final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second? I'm going to go first, Eric. All right. Um, so, we both have uh, PS4 final yeah. drives today, but it yeah. uh, looks like we both got um, these games for Christmas. But yeah. I got God of War for PS4. Um, it's the remake that you've probably heard of it. Um, there's a There was a couple for the PS3. Now this is the one for PS4. It's the Norse gods this time. So you're fighting, uh, Kratos is fighting like Thor and uh, Odin and all these these people that you know from, from like superhero movies now. Kratos is fighting in really in-depth Norse mythology. Um, it's an unbelievable game. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's only single player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in the mood for like one of those really good stories, sit down, beat a very uh, mentally challenging game, a very in-depth game, and just a very, like you get really invested in Kratos and his son. Right. It's, it's like a father-son story. Kind of like uh, The Last of Us. Okay. If you ever okay. played The Last yeah. of Us, it's like yeah. similar to that. It's a very good, deep, moving, um, single-player game. So if you're looking for it or thinking about it, uh, I can't recommend it enough. It was so good. Uh, I'm going to give it 94% Steve Nicholas avocados. Wow. Certified guac, baby. Wow, certified guac. God Let's of go. War for PS4, certified guac. And it's really cheap now. I think it's been out for a long time. So oh, it's really? Less than tw- it's less than 20 bucks. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah, so it's well worth the investment. Cool. 94 is, is legit. Yeah. Um, so my final drive, like Steve said, is also a PS4 game. I also got this for Christmas. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, one of the you know extremely popular newer PS4 games. Uh, not cheap. It'll be like the full price of a video game, whatever, six, yeah. 60 bucks. 60 something. Um, but so uh, also very high remarks for this game. A lot of you probably have played or have heard about Red, Red Dead Redemption, the first one, because it was also extremely popular game. I, I didn't play that one. So this is the first Red Dead that I've had. Um, and so I have, I was saying to Steve before offline, I haven't, uh, played the actual story mode yet offline because I've been playing the online mode. Um, so like God of War, this is only single player as far as you in your living room, like on your machine, but there is a vast multiplayer capability now online, um, which is very unique in that it's not like, like, you know, Call of Duty online. You go in there and it's like game based, like 10 minutes, you play in a game with 20 people, like it's over and then you move on to the next game. What's interesting is that they have that as a subset of the online game. So you could also, you can open the menu and do like a quick join and you can do essentially like a Call of Duty style team deathmatch, but as Red Dead Redemption, like with like your character and your gun and stuff like that. Um, But in general, the online mode is really just like the story mode and that you're kind of wandering or uh, you know riding around the map like choosing what missions you want to do there's like you have like an honor rating so like you can be like a murderous outlaw or be like a kind of a good not a good samaritan but like a someone who takes more of the missions to like stop the bad guys you know yeah Um, a good guy or bad guy a good guy or bad guy and the interesting thing about it is that um in the online mode you can go around and accept all the missions you want but live rival online players can like interfere with your mission like people are going to be notified that you're trying to like stop this um brigade of criminals and like uh, people that are bad that want to destroy your mission can get rewarded for aiding the criminals for instance so 
it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic of online play. Um, ha like I said, haven't played the story mode offline yet, but um, overall, the graphics, like the, the the gameplay, just like it's a very captivating game as far as like you can get lost in it because of how vast the world, the map is, and like just the elements in it, and like the you can hunt for animals and like just get, gather plants and things. It's like very very in depth game, similar sounds like to God of War. Um, so I rate it very highly. I haven't played it enough to give it like a like an insanely high rating, but I would probably go with like a like a 91, I would say, for uh, Red Dead Ooh. Redemption 2 so far. And I will say it's certified Pattaya Colada. Um, Dang. So yeah, so there we go. Two hot games Two in 2019. Two hot games in 2019. I agree very much. So so there wow. you go, PS4. And, I, and you know, I think they're uh, – is God of War for Xbox as well or just PS4? PS4 exclusive. PS4 exclusive. I don't think Red Dead is, or is it? I don't think so either. Well, maybe it is. I'm not sure about Red Dead, but either way, uh, those are your PS4 games. If they have them for Xbox, I'm sure it applies, but uh, yeah, so there you oh, go. Red, Red Dead is on Xbox. It is, okay, yeah. So Red yeah. Dead's either God of War or just PS4. So God of War, you got to be a PlayStation owner. So there it is. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up episode That's 121? That's it. Ha Happy New Year, Derek. Happy New Year, uh, listeners. Happy New Looking Year to everyone. Looking forward to very fun for 2019 2019 we'll see you guys wow, next time so we're so old <laughs> we are oh my god we'll see you guys in episode 122 later days <laughs>